Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. A lot of things to chat about today. Um, First of all, over 118 listeners to this podcast so far, which is really cool. It's, you know, small. It's just something I'm doing for fun because I'm interested in it and I can't thank you enough for joining me and listening to what I have to say. And hopefully as time goes on, I'll get a little bit better at creating a podcast and recording it and editing and all of those things that come with learning something new. But I certainly appreciate every single person that has listened and subscribed. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Uh, This has been a lot of fun so far, and I hope to continue to do this and continue to get better and, and talk about things that are important to others as well. So with that being said, something I want to talk about today is mental health and winning your own battle. Uh, Due to the current circumstances today, we're hearing a lot about mental health. People are isolated, they're confined, uh, some people are not having or able to have interactions with others, and that brings sometimes a lot of things forward that maybe you had shoved inside to continue on with another day to keep going on for another hour. And this coronavirus has really caused all of us to just pause and stop in our tracks and start to figure out what is important, who is important. Uh, I think we're finding that things are not so important. And people are starting to do things that, you know, it seems like a new and novel idea, but hey, let's get out the board games and let's do movie night as a family. Let's sit around and play cards. Um, You know, even myself last weekend, uh, much to my own surprise, I went out and bought a digital piano. I haven't played since I was forced to play when I was a kid. And I swore I would never, ever play again. And you know, don't tell my mom, but she was right. I am so thankful I learned how to play music, learn music. I, you know, learned piano, played clarinet like all of us had to in fifth grade. I played the clarinet for a number of years um, badly, but I played. And I remember I never enjoyed practicing. That was kind of my biggest uh, struggle was that I didn't care to play. I, I don't think I really wanted to play clarinet, really. I wanted trumpet or the drums, but I think my parents thought that was too loud. And um, so I did clarinet. And a friend of mine and I, we used to compete to be last chair. Uh, most people try to be first chair, but we were competing to be last chair. And eventually we decided, you know, we're so good at being terrible. What if we did an instrument nobody else did? And so we played bass clarinet because how hard could it be, right? We played clarinet already. It looked like a large saxophone. So her and I could be first and second chair. It would all work out great. And so that was our plan. And we didn't do terrible. We, you know, we fumbled along in seventh and eighth grade. And uh, I think when we had to do um, individual playing and actually reading notes and playing things we were supposed to. Our gig was up and we clearly had no idea what we were doing. And somehow I was allowed to play the bass drum, uh, one, because I could carry it and 
walk the parades and stuff like that that we did. So I was able to at least do that. Um, so that was fun, and I have great pictures of me playing the uh, the bass drum, but it was never quite my thing. And as soon as I was able to quit piano, I did. The rule was uh, we went to church when I was younger, and uh, we had a songbook. It was called a Psalter Hymnal. And the rule was that my mom will be able to open up and any song and say, play this song. And as long as I could play it, I had sufficient knowledge and I could quit. So I used to practice that as often as I could and finally got to a point I was allowed to quit. And that was the happiest day of my life. Uh, but, you know, it's something that I think you at least need to at least learn how to read music, how to play music. Um, some of it I do by ear. I can just hear when it's right. And I think anybody that's ever um, put their hands on a piano can tell when a note is off or not. Um, so this weekend, I was like, you know, I really, I really want to play again. I really want to just plunk around. I mean, I'm not looking to go join a band or, or do anything like that. But uh, surprisingly, they had one in stock. I, they'd been out of stock forever. And with COVID, everybody's either doing a podcast, picking up um, instruments and uh, bird watching. So, and I'm doing all three this time. So it's one of those things that I never expected to actually come home with one. And I've been trying to practice 15 to 20 minutes every day. So tonight after I'm done recording this, I am going to do that. But the one thing we keep hearing is do things during this time for your mental health. Don't forget about your mental health. And, you know, you hear so many stories of people that have not asked for help. And all of a sudden, one day you see in the news, they're gone. And, you know, everybody talks about, oh, I on if only I had known, if, if they had only called me and talked to me. Um, so I would also encourage you, talk to your friends, text your friends, FaceTime your friends, especially people you know that are alone right now, people that are struggling with things right now that maybe have had some pretty significant events happen during this time where we're all so isolated from one another. Um, reach out to them. Don't let them be alone as far as feeling alone. And that kind of came to light a little bit. I was reading uh, the news the other day, and I think it was a people news story uh, that had come out, and it was regarding somebody that was on a Netflix show called uh, Audrey and Daisy. And it's a, true, it's a true story. So, I mean, it's a documentary. It's not like a, a TV show. And we had watched the show a few weeks ago. Um, essentially, it was about a young girl that's assaulted in high school and what what happens in the the social media age, how she was treated and how things were uh, perceived and what these kids, how cruel these kids can be. Um, you know, watching this, I just... Oh man, I remember how how cruel kids can be. But to compound her story, it mainly followed Daisy, and her story her stories touched me so much that I actually started following her on Instagram. And um, she's a super talented tattoo artist, um, amazingly beautiful girl with this wonderful smile that seemed like she was able to take what had happened to her and 
move forward, help others, and still have a really good life. And I was really sad to to read that the other day she had committed suicide. And, you know, it, it makes me think that maybe having the show out, the, the documentary, did that bring up things that she just couldn't she couldn't let go. It reminded her of those things, that sh- those demons that she had shut away for so many years. Um, you know, this all happened to her in 2012. So it's been a long time. And so she has struggled with this for a very long time. And her family has been open about how they, um, you know, they've had to help her on multiple suicide attempts. So this was just the only one that was successful. And it, it made me so sad. And The other reason why it struck me as a particular momentous moment is because I have my own story, and I have my own struggles and my own demons that I have fought for many, many years. And when I was in high school, um, it was actually the year between my junior, my middle school and my high school, uh, my grandfather had passed away. you know, 80 some years old. And so this was 1991, I think it was, 1991 in there. And um, my grandpa had leukemia. He had acute leukemia. And so it was really sudden. And um, he got sick and then passed away really quickly. And that was a, you know, it's a significant moment for me. Um, I had had other family members pass away, but that was the one that I think struck me the most. Um, I was pretty close with my grandparents, with all of my grandparents. Um, I had both my father's mom and dad and then my mother's mom. And so this was my first grandparent that I had lost. And so it was it was shocking and it was made me sad. And um, for some reason, when we went over to their house, Uh, over to my grandma's house a few weeks later, um, I saw a box of pills on the counter, and I took them. And I don't know why I took them. Um, I just took them. And it it was some time after that. You know, I think everybody really struggles going into high school. You know, we we form these groups and cliques in in middle school and then sometimes they survive high school sometimes they don't i think everybody changes as they get to those ages your hormones your maturity changes you're in different places in life and something for me i, I had always struggled with just i don't want to say depression because i i think what i suffered with would would not necessarily be the type of depression that some people have but um, I could laugh and have fun and tell jokes and go do my sports and be the athlete that I loved to be. And as soon as I got home, it, it just, I wasn't good enough, whether it was for myself or I, I don't know exactly what it was. And, you know, over the years I've thought, uh, you read so many things and, you know, could it be because you're adopted, you feel this way and because you're an only child, you feel that way. And because you're, uh, you go to a private school, you feel this way. And because you're, you know, it, there's so many different things and, and I'm not going to try to put labels on any of that. I just had struggles and um, I didn't know exactly how to express those. And when I was happy, I was happy. But when I wasn't, I wasn't. 
And I, I used to battle that a lot. And there was one particular day we had swim practice. It was in the wintertime. And we had swim practice before school. So school starts at, what, 8? So that means we had like a 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. practice. And my buddy had forgotten to pick me up that day. And so I don't even remember how I got to practice. But um, I went, I did practice, and I went to school. And I was so upset at that time. And I must have taken those pills with me to school. And I downed them all. I took them all right there at school. Um, Not long after that, I don't recall anything else that happened. And there are other people that have told me what happened. Um, I went up to one of my friends, um, and I put my hand on her shoulder, and all I said was, I need help. And... That was kind of it. I don't know if I passed out. I, I don't know what it was. So my mom came and got me, and they took me to the ER. And I remember the doctors asking me, did you take anything? Did you, you know, did you inject anything, ingest anything? And I remember saying, nope, nope, didn't take anything, didn't, I don't have anything on board. And because I lied to them for so long, they had to figure out what was going on. So they uh, did a lumbar puncture to pull out whatever it was that, um, that I may have taken. And, and I do remember that, that hurt. Um, even after they numbed it up, I still remember that. And by the end of it, they had discovered what I had taken. They gave me some medicine to reverse what I what I had done. Thankfully, they were able to uh, keep me from slipping away forever. And my parents decided that I needed some inpatient therapy. And so because we were a religious family, they sent me to a, uh, a Christian group. Um, and uh, I went there... I was there for quite a while, Um, but it was a a locked-in facility, and I remember distinctly as we were driving up into there, I looked at the building, and I had said to my parents, huh, there's bars on the window. And for some reason, that just kind of clicked with me, and and they dropped me off, and away they went. And the inside of this facility... um, You know, it almost looked like a college dorm with a break room and a little meeting hall for food. And then we had rooms for classes where we would all go and do the homework that was sent to us by our teachers from all the schools that we were at. Um, And we probably had 20-some of us in there uh, at the time. And each room had two people in it, and you each had your own small little bathroom stall kind of thing, and you just had a bed and a desk and a window. Um, and I remember, you know, for for a long time, I, I knew that's right where I should be. Like, I, I knew that's where I should be because something was going on that I needed some intensive help or I needed something. And, um, you know, you go and you talk to doctors. And I remember doing those inkblot tests and, you know, what do you see? Do you see a uh, is this an angel or a butterfly? And that, you know, if you choose angel, it means one thing and butterfly means another. And I remember those things a little bit. Um, we had, there was another girl from my school actually in there with me. She was in there for anorexia. And um, 
you know, we had a whole host of of different issues. And every now and then somebody would act up and they would get thrown into the quiet room and it was just padded walls. That's all it was. And there was a little window on the outside. And when we knew somebody that was in there, we would go by and, you know, we would just kind of tap on the door and tell them we were there and, you know, be strong. And people really struggled in that space. And I really struggled in that space. And I don't know that it did anything for me. I had to continue therapy after I got out. And of course, when you go away for a period of time unexpectedly after something strange happens to you in the middle of school, everybody in school knows about it. And when I came back, boy, those kids were cruel. And uh, I can still hear things that they shouted at me down the hall. Um, you know, I'll never forget some of the things that they said. And this was at a Christian school. So, you know, it made me stronger, definitely. It showed me that I there's a reason that I'm here. I may not understand what it is or why, but there's a reason. And I may never understand why that reason is. And maybe long after I'm gone, somebody will say, oh, Jen did this. Um, and that's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that, and I've made peace with that over the years. But, you know, that was my... That was my big moment of, you know, it's something emotionally inside of me took over and I reacted, took all those pills, and thankfully they were able to save me that day. But so many people either don't ask for help or they're at home alone and they take all those pills and you never hear from them again. And... You know, over over the years, I've had some moments where I've I've gone into some some deep dark times in my life where I thought, you know, the world would be better without me. I I've done nothing to bring light or joy or happiness to this world. It would be so much better without me. But something deep inside tells me just keep going, just one more day, one more time, one more hour, and sometimes that's all you need. Um, you know, I now I look at it and, gosh, what would my dogs do without me? What would my cats do? My fish. It sounds silly to to think about that, but I do. I, you know, I worry about how would my family be? What would happen? Um, would anybody care? And all of this got stirred up for me again when the show Thirteen Reasons Why came out. And I was on Facebook at the time. I have since gone off of Facebook, which was the best thing that I've ever done for my mental health. So if you're struggling with mental health, I would encourage you to get off of Facebook, especially Instagram, I don't think is quite so bad. Um, but Facebook was getting so toxic and I just, I had to give it up and it was the best decision I've made. But um, I remember after I watched the entire first season of, of uh 13 reasons why um, I was in tears and I understood I got it um, you know I got to see the version before the now edited version is out there when they show more and I think yeah we need to be sensitive to people that are struggling you got to be cognizant that there are kids that could be watching but I think you also need to see the reality of what happens it's not uh, you know it's not a peaceful thing for your family. And sometimes what happens to those you leave behind or those that find you are, are pretty 
shocking. And I think people need to see that whole picture. And I thought that was a really well done show. And I had posted on Facebook at the time, I had posted my thoughts and feelings about how, you know, I I think it was important. I think we all need to talk to one another and how thankful I was for my one friend at the time that heard me say, I need some help. And she had actually commented because her and I are friends on Facebook. We graduated together. And she said, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that moment. And so it's not just a moment that impacted my life. She's same age as I am, and she still remembers it as well. And so I encourage you, if you need someone to talk to, please reach out. There are suicide, the National Suicide Hotline. Uh, reach out to someone you know. Shoot me an email. I will uh, call somebody for you. Reach out to someone because I guarantee someone will miss you. You are not alone. And even in all of this time where we feel so separated from people, we want to be able to hug someone, to go out to dinner together, to go hang out together. I think we're so desperate to do that. Uh, Don't be afraid to reach out to people. FaceTime is a really fun and amazing thing. And just know you're not alone. So... That's all I had to say today. It's, you know, it's a heavy topic again. Um, but with, with this story, with uh, Daisy Coleman taking her life, I think it's, it's just really important to remember that it can take a lifetime to get over things that happen. And people can be terribly cruel. And you never know what battle somebody else is fighting. And just because they're smiling when they're talking to you, does not mean that there's some battle happening in their head and in their heart. And we can all use the reminder to be kind and just know that people are fighting things you you don't know about. And we don't need to know about it. Just know you're not alone. So that's all I have to say for today. Take care of one another. Be well.